match, man. You know the fuck that nigga. Play on me, man. <laughs> All right, fuck it, let's get it. Yes, sir. What's pop with y'all, man? Welcome back to another motherfucking episode of the Until Further Noise podcast. I am the flyest, highest, coolest, smoothest motherfucking host of them all. Oh, gee. Ash, man, you know the fuck it is, man. What's up with the motherfucking people, man? It's episode 62, but we're on the grind in 100, like I tell you, each and every week. This shit won't stop for a motherfucking soul. And I ain't gonna lie to you. This week is a special motherfucking week. You know, ever since the thought of this podcast, bro, you know what? Hopefully out there looking good, feeling good, staying safe. You know what the fuck I'm saying. You know how I give it up. Shout out to everybody around the world that's tapped in, joined the fucking conversation. I truly appreciate it. Truly, dude. But this is a special motherfucking week, man. Since the thought of this, pro- this process of this podcast, man, there was a few people I let in on, on, on the secret. A few people that, I, that I, I held near and dear to me. I really wanted to see how they felt about it. Hey. Yes, this week is my boy Aaron, my boy Savage, somebody that I grew up with, somebody I played ball with, somebody that I consider a brother. And he is somebody that I want to bring onto this podcast because, like I tell you each and every week, man, so much bullshit going on out here in these streets that we need to focus on the people that's dope and the people that's actually got a story to tell. And I always felt my boy had one, so it's a pleasure to me to bring him onto the podcast and introduce to you guys all the friends of the show so he can get some shit off his chest and he can tell his story. So this week, man, I want to bring on the guest, man, my brother, my motherfucking my homeboy, somebody I hold near and dear to my heart, my boy Aaron, my AKA Savage. What's good with you, Brody? My nigga, what's the word, dog? What's the word? That much, bro. Like I said, it is, I'm happy to have you on here, bro. You was somebody that I told about this shit when it was just a thought. You know what I'm saying? We was just chopping it up, talking shit. And yeah, yeah. <laughs> just having you on here, bro. I'm beyond honored to be on this on this show, dog. For real, like you know, uh, like I like you said, you know, I remember you mentioned we were sitting there playing Star Wars, dog, and you mentioned it. You know what yeah. I mean? And from there, dog, I, I've been seeing the grind and the progress, and it's only been a straight like uh, inspiration to me. So, man, it's kudos and respect to this, man. And like you said, episode sixty-two, man, I'm 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 with it. You know what I mean? Like I said, I'm honored to be on it, dog. Nah, bro, I truly appreciate that, bro. Just because. On a homeboy level, I obviously I appreciate it, but like I said, it's just it's a check mark for me because it's letting me know that I'm sticking, I'm staying true to myself and staying true to the process of this podcast. Because, like I said, I've always had this was always a thought. This wasn't some shit that you know over the recent weeks we've been talking about doing this for hours. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Just because you are somebody that when we was growing up, I knew it then. I was like, this nigga got it. You know how niggas say they want something bad enough? I know I ain't want as bad as you. Yeah, <laughs> you I want it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> so I want to make sure I brought you on here, bro. So we're going to kick it off like we do with every guest, man. I want to start off with this, and I want to ask you, on a mental health check, how are you mentally on a scale of 1 to 10, mentally, physically, spiritually? Where are you at? Where is Savage at in 2021? Um, You know, I believe that no man – no woman on this planet is, is perfect, man. So I'll never say I'm at a 10. But um, mentally, physically, financially, uh, spiritually, man, uh, definitely I would rank myself as an 8 or 9 right now, man. Um, everything ain't perfect. Nothing's perfect. But 
um, the attitude and the spirit that I carry with every single task that I'm given every single day with me being a full-time father, with me grinding. Um, I got to I gotta keep that spirit that it's going to get better, you know what I mean, because I'm going to force it to be better, you know what I mean? So eight and nine, you know what I mean? I think it's very important for people to still check in with us. Like this, that, I love that you check in with your guests and uh, you ask them that because it's very important for people to express and give what off you know whatever they need off their chest you know what i mean so um you know me another thing too me me having that christian background man like you know when everything you know anytime i feel any type of certain way i just you know either on my knees praying to god talking to my lord savior jesus or like i'm i'm in i'm in the word you know what i mean so i ain't so i ain't never went you know below you know a seven or a six because i've always always check in and talk to my lord savior but Man, eight or nine, man, is where I'm at. That's good, bro. And I'm glad to hear that, bro. Just because, like you mentioned, it is important for people to see people of our culture doing this. But also, I ain't going to lie to you, bro. I think it's hella important for people to see people in our age group doing this. Like, I, I never really trip off the importance of, of therapy in a, in a younger age because I do this shit all the time. I go to therapy sessions, you know, I've been doing this shit all my life. But when I tell other people about it, when I talk to my therapist, they always talk about how remarkable it is for me to be only 26, acknowledging these things. And for me, like I said, nigga, talking to you, talking to other people like us that we grew up with, we all talk about the shit. So I think it's important for people to actually see two black men, actually young black men talking about the shit and letting it be known that, yeah, nigga, people go through shit, but nigga, I'm getting through it. You know what I'm saying? Talk about overcoming. So... I think it's very important for people to see two, you know what I'm saying, young black men in their mid-20s doing what the fuck they're doing. And you mentioned you being a full-time father and your, and your background. I definitely want to get into all that just because I know the particulars. We're not going to get into the entire particulars because, you know what I'm saying, that's how we don't give it up like that over here. But I do want to get into you being a full-time father and shit like that because it's a narrative that, that's, that's, that's around black men and their kids, especially young black men and their kids. And I was always a nigga like, I don't know, because niggas, I know they, they fathers is there. Yo pops is there. Ex-pops, I knew his pops. All my homeboys pops was there. Grab, if they wasn't with the mamas, you know what I'm saying? Shit happens. But nigga, if I know your pops, <laughs> he was there for, for, for some point in time. He was back. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I, I definitely want to get into you being a, a father and things of that nature. Um, but it, it lets me to my next question. You know what I'm saying? We talk about how big and important mental health is. 2020 was a fucked up year. We all know what happened. COVID, death, niggas was dying. Kobe died. Gloomy ass year. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was one long ass day in Seattle type shit. <laughs> um, but 2021 is not so much different. But you see people moving around a little bit different, moving around a bit more free. So for you, taking into consideration that 2020 and 2021 isn't that much of a difference, what's different for you and what's your mindset about the two? I think 2020, um, with everything happening, man, it really shows you with the jobs, with people that you really have to take yourself in consideration and be a little selfish. You know what I mean? You know, it was so many jobs. You know, I got furloughed from my job, you know, when I was working in 2020. And yeah. it taught me, man, that at any given time, any given minute, man, it could be all over. You know what I mean? Um, so, you know, transitioning to 2021, um, it pushed me to actually 
stop procrastinating. You know what I mean? I, man, I'm a big procrastinator. You know what I mean? But <laughs> it's, it, 2020, 2020 showed me that I can't procrastinate no more. So 2021, man, I just I just stepped forward in my faith and with every, everything, man, with, with, with football, with jobs, with being a better father, being a better son, being a better sibling, a cousin, uncle, whatever it was, it was, you know what I mean? Like 2020 showed you like, man, life is short. And you got to be selfish sometimes, you know what I mean? And yeah. like I said, transition to 2021, man, I just, I really just focused on me and my circle, you know what I mean? Yeah. So that's a, that's about it for real. It taught me to really just, you know, chill out on the procrastination, man, because, man, I procrastinate a lot. Like, oh, you know what? I push it, you know, to the side. I do it, I do it, I do it. The niggas thought they had time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. like, so as you know, you start making time for what you need and what you want. For real, and for things to get done in life, you gotta step out and stop procrastinating. So, that was the biggest lesson I took from 2020 to 2021. Yeah, that's real shit. That's real shit. It's just, I think, like I said, it, it opened a lot of people's eyes. You know what I'm saying? Like it just, like you said, niggas thought they had time, especially us being young. Nigga, I do that shit tomorrow. I do that shit. It, it ain't do when on the 18th. Well, I wait to the 17th, my nigga. <laughs> I'm waiting to the 17th at midnight. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I definitely, I, I definitely feel you with that. And that, like I said, it puts you in a, it kind of puts you in like a a Monday mode. You know, how like every day, every every week. You know what I'm saying? Monday is like the fastest day of the week, cause nigga, you focus. You know it's business. You know what I'm saying? So I yes, think that's, what, I think that's what 2020 did. It made every day a Monday. So where's like, nah, I gotta get this shit done. Shit gotta get done. Gotta get it done. Baby. You know what I'm saying? So I feel you on that. I definitely feel you on that. I know this shit going by fast. I feel like it's going yeah, by fast. Yeah. And that's and that's and that's and that's what it goes back to when I say you like it goes by fast because I would say 2021 has been my busiest year because of I'm taking care of stuff. You know what I mean? Because I know yeah. how fast everything is shut down, money is taken away from you, you in the yeah. crib. So it's like, let me take care of this because man, we just seeing how everything is just just go. You know what I mean? Facts. And it look like this shit finna ain't, ain't no end to this shit in, in, in the near future. So who knows Don't what look the fuck. Like it. Don't look like it. <laughs> That's I tell you one thing, this shit made if you went it made you either tap in, you know, like in a mute in uh X-Men tap to the mutant gene and shit. 2020 tap into the hustler gene. <laughs> like, this shit made everybody a hustler, dog. <laughs> man, it made you get off your butt, dog. For real. For real. Real man. shit. Um Let's get into let's get into the next question, man. Something that you tapped in, you brought up already. That I want to double back on about the about the fatherhood. You know what I'm saying? We talked about it in, in pre in the pre meet before we hopped on live. The narrative around black men taking care of their kids, like I told you, all my homeboys I knew they pops was there. Either they either I knew they was, so them niggas was there enough, or I seen them niggas. I actually seen it. as a nigga like me, who niggas know my story. My pops was killed when I was three, so my pops wasn't around. He didn't have a choice. So I always kind of took, always kind of like, and not admired, but I gave props to the, the men that actually just there, even though the situation was fucked up, because I know what it's like not to have somebody there. So I kind of always felt a little ways about the narrative around black men taking care of their kids when I actually grew up seeing it. But now that we older and we of age, and now that I know for a fact that you would do that, take care of his kid, well, a man that take care of his kid that's there for his son, you know what I'm saying, that's doing the damn thing. What is your approach to fatherhood, and how do you feel about that narrative around black men not taking care of their kids? Well, for one, man, my, my approach, man, you know, just like you said, man, my, my father was in my life. 
24-7. You know, yeah. uh, man, you was there. Front seat, man. My boss would be, man, he was at, I was a three, I was a uh, three-star athlete, man. I did all three sports. My pops was all my events, man. I mean, it was sometimes, man, he would come to the wrestling football practice and just sit there in that big old jumpsuit sometimes in the heat and in the cold, just, yeah. you know what I mean? So it was, <laughs> it was really hard for me not to be a father, you know what I mean? Or a great father because I had such a great role model in front of me that yeah. it was, it was going to be failure if I wouldn't even there for my son, you know what I mean? So you seen the blueprint, um, you seen it, you seen it growing up. The blueprint, there, that, that, that's that's the word I was looking for, man. Like, he, he gave me the blueprint of being a great father. So when I approach it, man, every day when I see my son, when I'm when I'm being a father, it's it's a – like you say, it's the blueprint, man. He, he gave he gave it to me. He gave it to me. So it's like it's 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 my responsibility. It's um it's a part of me. It's my legacy. So I can't I, – there's no way in hell that I could not be there for my son and, and – and be that father. So that's my approach to it every day. That this this is my responsibility. This is my legacy. And I had a great example in front of me. And I can't allow. I can't let him down or my Lord and Savior down and not being there in my son's life. So that's that's how I approach it every single day. Because being a single father is not easy. You know what I mean? It's literally me twenty four seven. Like there's no uh, sit with your mama. This this you know it's me. And I, I ain't complaining about it. But because it's made me a better person. But right. Uh, Approaching it, man, it's, it's 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 been a blessing, man. Approaching it has taught me so many things, man. And then you go into the nerds of being a black man being in um, the child's life, man. I, I get so many compliments, man. I respect them all. I've never looked at myself and made me a big head, even though my head is physically big. I've never, <laughs> I've never, I've never let me let it get me let me get it big headed because you know, first of all. Like it's it's always my Lord and Savior, man. He, he he keeps me rooted. And then too, the black narrative, the the narrative of that man is is it's misunderstood, man. It's misunderstood, you know. And I and I thank God for everybody in their confidence. Like, oh, black father, black father, he's there, he's there. But man, you know, and I don't this, I don't come at them wrong. But I'm like, man, my father was there for me. It's so right. many fathers that's out there. That's not the story, not just being told. It's just it's a negative. Uh, narrative when it comes to black men being in they you know their son's life or their kid's life and I think it's wrong it's misunderstood and uh, a lot of black men need to voice like you this platform that you put out is excellent man like a lot of black men need to voice their opinion and their stories because it's some out there you know what I mean yeah. it's not a lot it's not a lot but it, it is some out there that are really putting in the work and sacrificing for their kids you know what I mean so yeah, I think the narrative needs to be destroyed and 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 understood more because I, th I find it you know highly disrespectful, man. That you got certain women and dudes that'll be like you know that most black fathers or all black fathers are terrible. No black fathers really in their kids' life. I've heard that before, and it's like man, like it's really it's really a kind of like like it's it's just it's just it's sad, bro. That's all I got to say. It's sad that you know really people really out here putting their negative thoughts and opinions on something that has no facts behind it and not talking to the ones that actually have the story and actually have the kids 24 seven. You know what I mean? Facts. No, and, and that's real shit. Like I said, I never want to get, you know, I, I don't want motherfuckers to hear this and be and take from it that I don't understand that some niggas ain't shit. <laughs> like some niggas just ain't it. You know what I mean? And, and some niggas ain't it, bro. 
and, and, and it works both. It, it, some women that ain't nothing, and it's some men that ain't nothing. That's just how I go. If everybody was perfect, it wouldn't be no, it wouldn't be jails, nigga. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It wouldn't be prison. It wouldn't be laws. It wouldn't be none of that. So I, I, I definitely understand. You know what I'm saying? The argument about the niggas that ain't doing nothing. But I do understand where you coming from, and I believe in what you saying to where. Yeah, but that number ain't as high as y'all niggas is making it out to be. Because I yeah, do know for a fact. Not. You know what I'm saying? Like, I do know for a fact. Yeah, I know niggas who mom and daddy ain't together. But, nigga, if I'm your friend and I know who your daddy is, that sells you something right then and there. So I think I think it's important. And, and coming from you, like I said, being a single father, the main, the, another reason why I wanted to make sure I brought you on the pod is because you don't really hear that story a lot. It's always the other way around. The single mother, you know what I'm saying, with the kid and shit like that. But, and like I said, we're not going to get into all you know, the details and shit like that. But the simple fact that you being a young single father and you overcoming and making sure that you, see you got the blueprint. But not only did you get the blueprint, nigga, you passing on that game. You know what I'm saying? That, that, that's, that's what people have to commend you for because it's like, yeah, nigga, that's your kid. You supposed to take care of him. You, don't, you, you ain't supposed to get niggas cookies just because they take care of their kids. But when you understand the situation and you see what, what's actually going into that situation and what the man is doing or the woman is doing that situation to make sure that the child still overcomes, it's like you can't do nothing but salute that because you know how it could go. You know yeah, what I'm saying? And I've always, and I've always, like, you know, and, like, when people always give a comment, I'll be like, you know, I'm just doing my job, bro, but I have to look at it through their eyes. You don't really see a black father really stepping up and being that single father. You know what I mean? Right. And when I say right. see, when I say see, that means it's not happening. See means not a voice. You know what I mean? Like, the same yeah. thing with you, to touch back on what you said about, um, the women and of the, the man role. You hear women when they when they come out and say, you know, I'm a single mother and this and that. There's almost none, like zero to one or two men that are voice and say, well, that woman ain't there. I am the one that have never set up and said, you know, his mama ain't there. I right. Think because I got responsibility. I ain't worried about what she's doing. I'm a. I got responsibility. You know what I mean? So right. that's that's the difference between the man and the, the woman. You know, women a voice. They will voice what's going on. Voice their opinion. Yeah. Voice their story. But a lot of men that are doing it, the single fathers, they're not really voicing it because it's not a. It's their job, man. They just looking at it as that's that's their responsibility. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they looking at it as I'm. I'm the next man up. Like, you know, you were talking on your podcast the other day, like Tom Brady. Tom Brady was the when he left, it was the next man up, bro. It's not we're yeah. not we're not we're not, we're not disrespecting Tom Brady. It's just the next man up. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, next nigga got it's, it's another nigga turn. You gotta do your job now. The buck got passed, and then you got you gotta do your job. Yeah, so and and, and and it's just you know, like I said, it goes to the difference between us, they their voice is so loud on that situation that you can't even really hear nor see what the good fathers are doing. You know what I mean? Right. I, I've never been that one to get on social media and, bro, you know the situation. I get on social media and blast a lot. You know what I yeah. mean? But yeah. dude's not hey, that goes back. That goes back to the type of dude you is, though. That, 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 that's truly what it is. That goes back. All of it goes back to the type of dude you is because I do agree with you that it's easier for a woman to come out and say that shit. You know what I'm saying? It's just easier. They they know for a fact they got a supporting cast with that shit. With a dude, not only is it, nigga, it's my responsibility, but it's also the simple fact that in some niggas' cases, they don't want to be looked at as complaining or type shit about what they got to do or, you know, bitch, you know, you know what it is. 
So it's like, I think it's important that not only is you, 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 you embodying and living proof, that nah, nigga, it's just, I can tell you the whole story, but it ain't worth it type shit. I'm just going to do what the fuck I got to do. Because I got to do what I got to do. Exactly. Another, and we all know the story about the niggas who don't go that route. <laughs> who everybody know the business. Everybody you know, know that. That's, that's, particular. that's old news. Everybody doing that. You know what I mean? Everybody. Yeah. It's, it's easy for a nigga to walk out and be like, nah. You know what I mean? It's easy for a female to say, nah. You know what right. I mean? But, you know, it's, it's, it comes, it comes, it comes with respect and love, man, when a, when a, when a female or a man really step in that single parent role, you know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, whoever listen out there, man, I, I, I respect all men, all women who step up, man, and really take that role on because it's not easy. You know what I mean? Us being younger, we seen a lot of single mothers and it's like, oh, you know, you know, it's easy. That's, you know, it's the, it's the regular man until I stepped in the shoes. <laughs> and I only got one child, bro. And it's yeah. I'm like, man, what the hell? How did they do this? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, man, it's, it's all respect, man, to to all the parents out there for real, man. Nah, that's what's up, man. Yeah, I want to say shout out to everybody that's out there taking care of their kids, that's sing singly taking care of their kids. Um, no matter how the, the situation became, but shout out to y'all, but making sure y'all doing the fuck y'all do, cause yeah, couldn't be me. You know what I'm saying? I'm still out here yeah. in the gym. I'm still putting up fifty in the gym. I ain't <laughs> like that, nigga. Practice. Hey, I feel you, dog. I feel you. Hey, this ain't the way though, man. Wait till you get you a gale, man, and then. But until then, shoot fifty, man. Go for six. You know what I mean? <laughs> honestly, bro. Honestly, to be completely honest with you, I'm just scared to have kids, bro. Just because I didn't, I didn't have the not the reason why I'm, I feel like that's because my I didn't have a, a, a an example growing up. You know what I'm saying? So everything I'm learning, I'm just I'm I'm learning on the fly. You know what I'm saying? So my whole thing is I want to make sure I know enough. You you probably never gonna know enough to be honest. Mm -hmm. But my thinking into it is like, bro, I just want to make sure. I feel like I know enough and I'm in a better position to make sure I can take care of shit. Because I be struggling, I be struggling to take care of me and my dog. Once I got a pig, oh my God. That's that's the that's the important thing about it, bro. And just like you said, you know, this conversation needs to be needed, uh, needs to be talked about amongst two black men um that are doing it. Um, I feel like it's not talked about enough. You got these people, you said it, you hit it on the head, man. You have to be mentally physically financially ready for a child you know what i mean you having a child man you bringing this child in this toxic world and you ain't ready and you in a bad position man it only sets the child up to fail bro you know what nice. i mean and like i said when i had my child man i was not ready i was not financially ready but i had i had my parents with me i had jesus man and i had the the feel of responsibility, like I gotta take care of my sons. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's rare to have all three of those things. So I was blessed when I had my son. You know what I mean? Like I said, I had Jesus, my parents, and just me and who I am. But you got people that don't have no self-confidence, don't know Jesus, or don't believe in Jesus, or which you know I ain't knocking anybody that don't believe in Jesus, but you know, you don't have that, they don't have that faith, you know what I mean? So that word with yeah. all to keep going. Or they yeah. don't have a two-parent household, you know what I mean? And that's very rare in 2021 in our our generation anyway but nice. i was blessed to have i was blessed when i had my son but a lot of people don't prepare for a child man you're bringing a human being in and people and it's, it's okay it has to be even nervous or scared man because this world dog 
Come on, man. I, I, man, this world, <laughs> bringing a child in this world, man, I don't blame not a soul who don't want to have a kid, bro, because this world is wicked, man. From these school systems, from yeah. um, from predators, man, walking down the street with the kids, man, it's it's sad, bro. It's sad. It's sad, man. It's sad. It gets scary and scary every damn day. Like, like, fam, like, so I can only imagine how you feel having a kid. Cause nigga, I be get, I got a little brother. That nigga nineteen. You seen my little brother? Nigga, big as fuck. Big I still hell. look at it as, a, as a, in a way, like, yo, nigga, he he moving these streets now. Like, I'm looking at it as like, yo, this is like, I I know the shit I went through, and I know what niggas is going through on the daily. So by me even thinking about my little brother, my little cousins that I fucking helped raise, now if they out here in these streets, and you start talking about. The, the shit that's going on, it's like, bro, it's, it's scary as fuck. So I actually to commend you for doing that shit because I know that shit can be stressful as fuck. I appreciate, um, it. I appreciate. It. I want, I want to talk, I want to talk about something. You, you, you talk, you, you hit on it a little bit about, um, you know, some, throughout this process, the, the stuff that's you know what's inside you, the intestinal fortitude, and how you preserve, uh, preserve through all the shit that you go through. I want, I want to switch, switch lanes a little bit, and we're gonna dive into you know sports and. And our history growing up a little bit and, and, and where this shit really was taking effect. We all know about the, the bullshit in Miss D Wall class. We know about the, the bullshit <laughs> at school. Like we, we know about all that shit. We gotta talk about prom night too, my nigga, because you the only nigga. Hey, that hey, <laughs> hey, stop playing with him. <laughs> <laughs> hey, God, stop playing, bro. Ain't the hey. Only like what? Me, you, and them know that. Like, only like four yeah. people know what's going on. Go ahead, go ahead. I wasn't even supposed to fucking be there, but we we go get we go get into that a little bit later, man. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, I want to tap in about the lessons learned in sports. You know what I'm saying? Now we all know niggas that talk about they they glory days back in in high school and, and little league and shit like that, and it's like the older niggas get. The, the harder they was, you know what I'm saying? We know, we know all that shit go. It's like when she was was talking about LeBron. Like, oh, man. On you. What are you talking about? Oh, my God. Hey, like, hey, when I heard, man, I was listening to you, you said that, man, and I actually looked that article up. Where she, why is Rasheed Wallace putting his mouth on LeBron, dog? They was in the same era. We played like 10 years with LeBron, man. What, what, what are we talking about? You, it's just like the older niggas get, the, the harder they war stories were. The, the, the harder they were, it's like, nigga, no, we and remember the thing, you, and the, thing, the thing with OGs, man, they don't get, they, the thing is, they don't want to give the younger generation no respect, man. I don't like that. It's it none, none whatsoever. It, I don't it's like it's, it's weird. It's, it truly is weird because it's like, nigga, you lay, you you kicked down the door for me to walk through this motherfucker. So it's like, you should be hooping praise, but it, it's, it's rare as you find the OGs that's happy for you. Them niggas, the only niggas that's happy for you as OGs is niggas that's super successful. Like them niggas like super successful. Like, like they like the ones that you know for sure you ain't gonna touch their accolades. They're like, yeah, I'm happy for you. You know what I mean? You ain't never heard Magic say shit about nobody. Magic love everybody. <laughs> Magic be cheesing with all them niggas. Because all them Magic, niggas know hey, that's Magic. Magic. Love everybody. It's, it, it's just weird about how the OGs is. But I, I do want to ask you about like going back to you know how niggas are glorified, how good they were. It's only a few niggas that I can honestly say them niggas was like that. It's you, Dillard. That's it. To where niggas I looked at and I was like, and I, it was other niggas I was talented, of course. I ain't trying to show nobody name. But it was you two niggas I looked and I was like, nah, the drive is there. 
these niggas they, they love this shit and the physical the physical abilities is there. Mm-hmm. So I want to talk about the lessons you learned throughout sports throughout your entire you know what I'm saying journey playing sports because like I told you in pre pre meeting before we do this pod that playing sports now it don't matter what it can be wrestling football basketball any of that because you're gonna go through shit while you playing them sports and I feel like throughout those times of playing sports. It teaches you the person that you are and who you are going to become down the line. Because I got that shit from wrestling. Niggas know I suck ass in wrestling, but I came back because I had to prove something to myself. So it's like, I know how what that meant for me. So I want to know, what does that shit mean for you? And what are lessons you learned throughout sports from being a nigga, getting hurt, coming back? And now that I think about it, niggas coming back super fast. I don't even say, nigga get hurt in football, be ready for wrestling. Man, <laughs> man. Football for track, like what the fuck? Like, <laughs> nigga, this nigga was this nigga talk about LeBron body being fucking abnormal. This nigga body was crazy, but it's like, what did you learn going throughout that process, bro? Because it's hard to go through that shit. And for you to be the person I'm talking to right now, anybody watching this and listen to this, know they can just tell. Now this nigga still got this nigga still bright about himself. He still he still believe in his Lord Jesus Christ. He take care of his kids. He's still on the grind. Niggas that follow you know you still on the grind. Okay. How do you continue to do that? Because a lot of niggas don't make it from that. The one, the first injury can knock a nigga off. But what did you learn and how did you keep going through that shit, Savage? So, so my thing is, like I said, number one, man, my Lord Savior. Um, getting to his word and knowing my faith and having those examples in the Bible who people who persevered and went through in life. Number two, man, my family, man, my, my family were you you was there front seat man my family was such a great support um yeah. like i said i went through three surgeries man two acls in one leg and acl in another um my when i say my family was there with support bro from doctor meetings to helping me in the wheelchair to the crutches to man I, it was hard to sleep man them coming sitting laying bedside next to me man my family was there so the drive came from you know how people say you know uh I feed off or haters fuel me. I've never, never had fuel from a hater, man. It's always been my support. My corner has always supported me, and I get so much fuel from this. So the question, you know, that you asked, what keeps me going, man, is making them proud, man. Something, first of all, me loving the game. Me loving the game. I love the game. I, I, Man, I... I would love this game until it is time for me to leave this planet. This game has done so much and gave so much to me um, that I would love it more than anything on this planet. Man, I love the game. So my drive comes from my family, my support system, man, and and knowing and knowing the ability. And like I said, you know, it's man. I know for sure I still got. I know for sure I can go out there right now next sunday and play with them boys man you know you seen my 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 picture on the gram and facebook man i went to indianapolis Colts and yeah. sign up man and let them know man i yeah. can play whenever whenever however y'all want me to play man i can get down man i come out here and run a four 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 three right now and get on the field and show y'all i can get down so that's part of it too i i know for sure what I, i'm believing in myself I, I i'm confident in myself you know what i mean yeah. i know for sure that i can still ball with them boys so that helps me keep keep going and i think it was a trillion times amplified when I had my son and I had her eyes looking at me. So now it puts in this perspective like, man, if you fall off or you quit or you lay down and just give up, man, that's what your son, that your seed is seeing, that your legacy is seeing, that your legacy yeah. can't compete, 
can potentially become that on you just simply saying, bro, it's too hard. I give up. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah. what kept me what kept me going is what's keeping me going right now, man, more honestly is is my son, bro. You know what I mean? I can't allow him to see defeat and failure and I just admit to it and just lay down to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, that's, that's that's that shit is commendable, dog. That so shit. So I I am I, I am on a whole different level when it comes to the drive, man. I just I can't let it go and I won't let it go. You know what I mean? And that's just how I am. That's what I'm gonna do. And another sport that taught me a lot, man, about life, man, more than any other sport actually, because I love football and I, like I said, I love the game more than anything. But wrestling taught me more about life than anything. Man. <laughs> Niggas don't know. Niggas right. don't know. And look, you know what's crazy? My pops made me wrestle. Like it was either yeah. it was either you go join the drama club, play basketball, <laughs> or wrestle. Wrestling it was. Wrestling it was. You know what I mean, bro? I'm five seven, bro. I ain't, I ain't, I ain't bouncing no ball, dog. You know what I mean? So, uh, so it, you know, start of freshman year, man. I hated it, dog. I hated it. I hated. It, I hated it. But what drove me and what I'm not gonna say what drove me, what 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 made me, what molded me, man. Uh it was it was certain it was certain guys, man, that made me come back sophomore, junior, senior better than ever. Um Cortez, yeah, Justin, EJ used to put my head on the mat, dog. I hated the nigga. <laughs> I hated the nigga. I, I, I never first me year, I never won a match in practice, dog. Man. But it prepared me for life. It prepared me for on that mat when I wrestled somebody else. Because if you can go and do what you would do at practice and get beat up on them boys, man. And, and freshman year, I went in on that mat when I wrestled other freshmen, never lost. Sophomore year, never lost. You know what I mean? Like I was on it, like because of what them boys molded me to yeah. beat me up. You know what I mean? And wrestling takes so much. Discipline and focus, bro. Mm -hmm. Discipline and focus, and it's like it's it's no it's like no other sport because when you on that mat, bro, you can't point no fingers at nobody. It's just you. It's just you, dog. <laughs> it's just you out there. <laughs> what you put in is what you gonna get out on that mat. So, like, like you go to basketball and football, you can easily blame the quarterback. The, mm -hmm. the, the, the that nigga ain't pass the ball right. The cornerback, you can you can blame the running back for fumbling on the last play. You can. You can blame the quarterback for fumbling on the one playing on mm -hmm. homecoming. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But on wrestling, bro, in wrestling, it is you versus that man, dog. It's either it's you know, like either you gonna, gonna get you gonna get out what you put in. So, you know, it's it's those two sports, man, that have molded me and 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 made me who I am today. And that's why, you know, uh, with the the eating regimen and me training, it all comes from that stems from wrestling, the discipline and the focus. Yeah. You know what I mean. So that shit, it, it's funny you say that. It's funny you say you say how you know what I'm saying the, the niggas that molded you from wrestling your first year. Cause I, I didn't wrestle freshman year. I came in sophomore year. Yeah. Shit, nigga. I only reason why I did wrestling, to be honest with you, was to lose weight for basketball. I wasn't I was like, hey, man, that's why I didn't do it freshman year. I'm like, nigga, I'm not wrestling me. What the fuck? I'm gonna play ball. I'm gonna play basketball. Yeah, yeah. Like I came in there sophomore year. But y'all, you was already niggas already knew who you was already. So look, niggas was like, nah, Aaron is Aaron. X, X was X. You know what I'm saying? Niggas in my group, Lenzel was Lenzel. We still had no John Kane and niggas that was above us. But I was coming in, so looking at okay, the niggas that's in, that I fuck with, it's nice. 
So it was like my first year, I'm getting my ass beat. Like you had all time. You had all time. You had all time. Yeah, all, all time is being polite, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> I'm talking about you. You would thought you would thought I owe niggas money the way they was be hey, money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I said, hard time, hard time. But but we, the but reason we knew, why but that. we knew we knew who you were and how you carried yourself. So we knew for sure. Has to get smashed this year, but okay, okay. Yeah. You know, we 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 already knew it was no it was no secret. Me and X and Lizzie, we would sit there and we would you know see them like oh dang he have no. Another loss, okay. Another loss. <laughs> he go, hey, he, he gonna come back. He gonna come back again. Then it goes to show you what you was your junior senior, your whole different level. You know what I mean? And that's why it goes yeah. back to wrestling, how it shapes and molds you for life. Man, you took all them losses, but junior senior, nobody could see you. You know what I mean? Nobody yeah. could see you. I mean, you went from being garbage to being ranked in the state. You know what I mean? And take yeah. your kid your senior year. You know what I mean? Who who can say that? You know what I mean? So yeah, you only started your sophomore year, you know what I mean? So again, it shows you that how that year shaped and molded you, you know what I mean? So, but I mean to like to, to I don't, also really not, and I appreciate that because I was talking to Combs not too long ago, and Combs was telling me about like he he some he he my the way I attacked it, he was like it was on some like some cerebral shit. He was like from being that whack and then coming to being what you became. It was far from you being physically gifted. It was just the way you attacked and your approach. You didn't want to suck no more. Mm -mm. I'm like, that was true. I I, I got to get my ass whooped, but I was really just trying to compete with you and X and Lenzel. That was truly what it was. I'm like, bro, these just niggas. I hang with these niggas on that day. These are my niggas. I'm happy for them being good as fuck. But, but I got to keep being good as fuck, and I'm just cheering niggas on. Fuck <laughs> nah, I can't move like that. So the, yeah. the whole way out, I, I was just trying to compete with y'all. Yeah. And it was a moment, bro. It's only one moment that I be I remember on it, like, clear as fuck from wrestling. It was, uh, I don't know which injury it was. I, we was, it was. We was out. We was wrestling. We was out at one of them tournaments. And you was you was on the mat wrestling. I was getting ready for my shit, but I was literally standing right next to your mat. And when you got hurt, bro, it was like some shit. It, like, it was like from a fucking... Tarantino movie or some shit. Like, shit was moving slow. And then that's when your pops ran down from the bleachers and shit. And, like, I'm just sitting there in that moment. Like, shit, like, some shit moving slow for me. I ain't jumping rope no more. I ain't doing my little dance no more. Like, like everybody in this month, yeah, you know my shit. <laughs> everybody in the gym, because niggas, niggas knew not. Aaron Willis, now that, that's the nigga niggas was coming to see. Because somebody yeah. was getting tossed on their shit. Yeah. So it was like everybody was. And, and awe and sad about the moment which just happened to you, bro. I couldn't, I couldn't help but look at it from a different point of view. Of you got hurt, but the way your pops ran down there, yeah, like on on the mat type yeah. shit. I'm like, and I was just looking. I'm like, damn, bro. Like from a nigga who ain't never had that. I'm like, yo, fam, like this yeah, shit. That was, that was at that was at Warrensburg, man. And um, yeah, I was uh, at that time. I was ranked. I want to say. Three or four, and the dude I was ranked was like fifth, and uh, it was a good match, man. And I was up seven three, and uh, when that happened, bro, it's crazy because one, like when it happened, number one, it was one of the worst pains of my entire life. Turn ACL ain't fun, but when I went down, was it, was that the first time or the second time? That was the you first time. Yeah, first time. Okay, that was the first time. Second time we was at Central. It was our senior year. Yeah, yeah. I remember so. That. I remember. Uh, 
So going back to the first time Warrensburg, when I told when I told that man, I hit the ground, man, and I'm just in pain. But I'm trying to tell you what made me feel better and the, and the pain go away, man. My pop was there, dog, right there, right there. I mean, hold my hand. I'm talking about like I feel like was he, hold, he hold my hand. He like, oh, you good? You good? You good? Yeah. He asked me what's going on, but you know that that definitely that definitely um, did numbers with my my respect with my father, man, because he was on the mat like you know he ran man, on the mat and that that was some pain and when it happened i couldn't hear nothing but him i didn't yeah. know what was going on in the background I, I didn't hear nothing from until we got to the the room that x and lizelle and them y'all told me that it was quiet as hell everybody like really stopped their matches but yeah. me i was really just focused on his voice because i was in pain but i knew he was there you know what i mean yeah. it was that was a scary moment i had a lot going through my head bro just on a simple fact of Playing ball, dog. Like that was my number one thing. Like, bro, yeah. I'm doing this right here to keep in shape for football. And I just told my ACL, bro. Like, yeah. I mean, I got offers. I got schools looking at me. You know what I mean? So when that happened, it was like, whoo! Like, it, it, and that was more painful than my my leg when my leg was going through because my mind got to me, bro. I'm like, oh my god, I got. I'm, I'm talking to Mizzou. I'm talking. I'm talking to Coach Jones right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm talking to Brock. I'm talking to different colleges. And I'm yeah, like, I, just I remember that shit. You know what I mean? So that was that yeah. was really scary. That that nigga, yo, yo pops, <laughs> he turned to the flash, bro. I'm telling you, he, he got down them bleachers so fast, bro. Like, I, I hey, you would have thought that was a, a, a scene from like Coach Carter or something with, with a Samuel. Like, <laughs> 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 son, son, it's just me, son. I'm like, yeah. damn, God. like I'm like, I was like, that was the one thing I was always like, every time I think about, you know what I'm saying, wrestling. I don't even remember. It's like a, it's, it's a few things I remember from state, but it's like I don't remember as much as I remember that moment. Cause I was like, in that moment, you saw you saw what you went through from being who you were, and you went and you saw how a father said, "No, nah, nigga, fuck the protocol, nigga. I'm on his mat." He was <laughs> nigga, on the mat. He was you know what I'm saying? Hey, and the referee kept telling him, "Sir, step back." He was there, bro. He wasn't moving. Yeah, he was there. You know what so I mean? That's, I that's think, you know, crazy. that's 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 definitely commendable for my father, man. I, I love that he was there. But you said that's like one of the memories that's man, my favorite memory in wrestling, bro. The best match that's ever went down was between you and Kyle Murray, dog. Oh. The greatest, <laughs> hey, the greatest match I've ever seen in my entire hey bro. Look, niggas will stop they match, bro. I'm talking about everybody. It was like other matches going on, dog. Yeah. Everybody in their mom, you got the Caucasian, you got everybody, everybody like hey. everybody like law and bro, that match was cold from beginning to end, bro. And like that was the greatest match. I, I, look, bro, and I watch NCA all the time on TV, Big Ten Championship, all that. I have never seen a match better than Deontay Hatch versus Kyle Murray, dog. That match was gangster, dog. Man, I appreciate that. But that shit, like you know, it, and it goes to show you, like I said, man, where you came from, and and that's why, and that's why the entire team loved it because is this the same nigga sophomore year that was garbage? Like he's wrestling, <laughs> he's wrestling the best wrestler in the state, giving this nigga a run for his money, bro. Yeah. Oh my god, bro, it was lovely, dog. So we loved it, man, and that's that's my favorite memory when I when I when I think about wrestling. And one of the most memorable moments that is number one. That is my my pop run on the mat is like three or four. But you beating Murray, bro, was number one, dog. That was that was that was gangster. Nah, I appreciate that, bro. Real shit. That, I remember that shit. Like that should be for some reason lately. All this shit just been. I've been thinking about this shit more and more. But it's like 
I think a lot of people because we're gonna get into our senior year run. I think I think a lot of niggas don't give props to what we did our senior year. Because mm-hmm. McCool was man, I don't give a fuck what them niggas are saying on Facebook. We're gonna get to that. Them niggas acting like we was hard. No, nigga, I was in them, I was at them games, I was at that practice. We was at them games, we was on the roster with these niggas. No, man. We, we like you said, we'll get into it. We'll get we get we're gonna get into that shit, man. But I, I wanted to make sure I said this to you because you got the perfect nickname. For everything, everything we just talked about, nigga Savage. You know, niggas call yourself Savage. You be like, nah, that nigga was pussy. <laughs> nah, that nigga was pussy for real. But it was like for you, because you talked about two ACLs in one leg, the injured, uh, the meniscus in the other leg, the coming back. And, and like I said, nigga that was getting hurt in wrestling, but a nigga ain't missed no time in football. No. They get hurt in football. Don't miss no time for wrestling. No. And he, and he, and he running track, too. Like, he ain't missing no time. Like, no, I couldn't. Like, I couldn't. That's what I'm saying. It's like, you, I don't think, I don't think niggas understand how fast you was coming back and how ready you were. So, like, you were just coming back and was, like, on some lollygag shit. Like, you came no, back was, and was like, no, oh, he's, he's earned. No, I was, I was, I was ready, dog. Like I said, the, the, the ACL, uh, Typically takes uh, nine months to a year. When I first tore it my junior year, bro, that was in January or February. It was right around before state. Bro, I was running around and like, I think it was May and June when we had our summer our summer practice. Yeah. I was running around and the doctor was saying, look, you can't be playing it. And he told me you might miss like the first couple games of senior year. I'm like, the hell with that doc. I'm not missing no games. <laughs> right. So, so it was it was literally like five months after I had my surgery, bro. I was out there running around and cutting. Now, whoever listened to the young guys listening, don't do that. That was done because <laughs> it, it 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 made my injury worse when, when it came to wrestling again, senior. I told it again. So whoever listening out there, do not wait the nine months to a year. Don't don't yeah. wrestle. But I wasn't missing my senior year because of what we built, how we built. The relationship we had, yeah, how we had with the boys, I was not missing that, bro. I just knew for sure coming from freshman, sophomore, and junior year that we wasn't all that good and we was trash. And so senior, that chemistry we had, I'm like, bro, we gonna rock. You know what I mean? So and it was crazy. My senior was my best year, and I and I came from an ACL since uh surgery. So like yeah. That so, yeah, shit it, it's it 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 definitely changed me and it definitely made me a better athlete, you know what I mean? That shit, that shit made you. That shit was like when Blake Griffin and them niggas fucked up their knee, but somehow came back jumping higher and shit. <laughs> Wait a minute, what the fuck is going on? That's that's, yeah. that's what it was like, bro. I'm not even trying to like hype it because you know how I was when you was doing this shit. I'm like, yeah. bro, this nigga is different. So like niggas so talking about niggas. I, I think it was that. I think it was that Pattonville game. I think I had what three or four touchdowns. The college I went to, the junior college I went to, came and asked me. I said, you just you just had an ACL uh, surgery not too long ago, right? I'm like, yes, sir. Actually, it was in January. And like, yeah. January, the white man started laughing red as hell. Like, what the <laughs> F? Are you serious? I'm like, yeah. He said, son, you just had three touchdowns tonight. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm out here balling with my boys. You know what I mean? Then he asked me questions about, you know, future stuff, about playing with them and the ACL, but which led me to register with them that, that my freshman year. But, 
But yeah, he was like, he was surprised. He, he called me a freaking next. He was like, man, you want some Adrian Peterson stuff? You know what I mean? Like, then that's who the fuck you was. Yeah, that's you know what I mean? And it's, like, and it's like, bro, I wasn't. My thing was, I wasn't even really tripping about the injury. My whole thing, bro, was playing with my guy senior year. I was not sitting out. You know what I mean? Like, bro, mm -hmm. we, we like cooked this up, baked this up since freshman year. And we knew when it was our time, we was going to kill it. And what we yeah. do, we killed it. Kill you know what I mean? Killed that so, shit. That's the reason why, um, because I had told my meniscus senior year, um, yeah, yeah, the football season. That's the reason why I kept playing because I was like, bro, this nigga, this nigga savage is still out there. 20 out there. I ain't what the fuck I'm gonna do. Like, I can't, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't be this nigga complaining. He out there, yeah. So it's yeah. like that. That was like the I don't think nigga, you understood how much of a measuring stick you was, not only for me, but everybody else, because niggas knew when it came to the most talented. The nigga who wanted it the most, who's the hardest worker, yeah. was savage. Nah, I so appreciate like, that, man. It was like, you had, to hurt. you had to think about you before we thought about, all right, nigga, I think I'm done. I'm shutting this shit down. Yeah, it was yeah, like, I had already seen you grind through the shit. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, I had to do it. And that's, but, and that's, and that's another thing that, that, that helped me, man. I knew for sure, you know, and, and, and it's not like a, a pattern because I appreciate the respect. I appreciate the, uh, the love, man. But it was... I knew how important I was to the team, bro. So, like, if I went down and I waddled and I just, like, was in the spread the whole time, that was going to affect the team. I knew what type of pillar I was holding up. So, I was like, yeah. man, you know what? Bro, I'm going to play with this big old brace on me. And I'm going <laughs> oh, to play my heart out. You know what I mean? Like, I can't. That was them Ray out. Lewis braces. He's like, what? That was that Ray Lewis brace. Man, that that brace motherfucker was huge. Big as hell, dog. <laughs> big as hell. You know what I mean? But my, my mindset was, bro, I have to do this for my boys. You know what I mean? Because, you know, like I said, man, we cooked and, and marinated that for so long since freshman year. So my, my, my drive was y'all for real, man, because, you know what I mean? Like I said, we was in class together. We went, grew up together, middle schools and stuff. So it was like, I freshman, senior year was our year. You know what I mean? I wouldn't let yeah. that, I wouldn't let that go. Facts. Well, shit, fuck it. Let's go ahead and get right into that shit, man, because... We, we, we went through the bullshit up at McClure. A lot of great times. A lot of great times. But I, I do think that for niggas like you, Dylan, hell, even Jeff. Yeah, yeah I was going to say that. I was, I was waiting we got to because I feel like Jeff, for real, for, I'm not going to say he was a better athlete than me, but he definitely was a better running back. But we'll talk about that. I'm going to be honest with you. We're going to talk about it, but I'm going to say this shit now. I don't think he was, bro. I just think that he was more – Developed at that time in his stage of his life, okay, you know how yeah, some yeah, niggas yeah. got their grown man body and shit already. That's that's truly what it was. He had a grown man body. That nigga was the nigga was only like nine, 18, but he was fucking thirty four years old in the chest. Like the nigga, that nigga was an NFL fullback yeah, already. Jeff was developed, bro. Jeff was a big dude. Like he was like developed, bro. Like from his yeah. hands, his shoulders, his chest, he was a big dude, man. Everything about the nigga was just older. Like yeah, yeah. everything about the nigga was just older. But when I like with you, Dillard, and I say even Jeff, hell, even well, Chap went on to go to Mizzou and shit like that. But I think the system, the school, the coaching, and nigga, I love Hinky. So I ain't it ain't about throwing Hinky under the bus, but niggas know the real. I think y'all niggas in particular who fuck, I just was cold. You ain't have to think about it. It was just when you saw it, you knew it. Yeah. I think. Y'all, it was a disservice being there. You know what I'm saying? Just because 
you know, niggas' life turned out great. Niggas, niggas, it ain't no regrets, no shit like that. But it's just knowing what niggas know now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, man, hold on. These three niggas, mm-hmm. the shit wasn't together enough. You know how the Lakers was fucked up a few years ago? Yeah. You know niggas want to go? Yeah. That's what McClure was. Like, you niggas was, was stars in a fucked up, in a fucked up situation. Yeah. And you talk yeah. about how we grew and we nurtured that situation because we know how fucked up it was. Our freshman, sophomore, junior year. year. Yeah. Horrible. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, so my question to you is, knowing the system was fucked up, knowing everything, what really happened at McClure? Was we as good as, were as good as niggas say we were? were, Or we was just some uncoached niggas just playing outside football? It's a little bit of both. It's a little bit of everything you said, really, because like you said, man, man, freshman year, we knew it was messed up. Um, when I think of the greatest athlete that ever came out of McClure, Darion Dilla takes the cake 24-7. Like, I, I, bro, he has the crown. I think, I think, I think Dilla was the best name McClure has ever seen. But then it goes mm-hmm. back to you saying he was in the wrong system. I mean, we ran a D-wing with wrong receiver, and they had a corner safety and a linebacker on them. You know what I mean? And we didn't even use them. You Man. So, <laughs> I hope I hope I hope he don't go back on regrets, but definitely D- Dillard should be definitely like five years deep in the league. Like Dillard was different. Dillard was 6'2", 217, 220, Corona 4443, and get on your head. Put his nuts on your head. You know what nigga I mean? Was, nigga was a nigga was a extreme athlete. Yes. Like and like I said, and like I said, and I don't mean to cut you off because I, I want to add to this. I should describe Run the fucking D wing, which I hated when I played center because nigga, come on, my nigga, like I'm getting fucked up. Wedge, what nigga? <laughs> but but it's like when you got killer, it's like I love champ, my nigga. But the simple fact of having champ at quarterback mm-hmm. is is letting you know you're not using Dillard right. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like it's it's as good as champ became. He he got way better than he was at first. But mm-hmm. the simple fact that that was the quarterback is a nod to not using Dillard right. Yeah, we should, like, like I said, it's good as that's why another one when you said Jeff was better, you was like, I don't think Jeff really was. I, Jeff was cold, but nigga, you called him. Yeah, Jeff shouldn't have even had a chance to become what he became if niggas was using Dillard right. Yeah, not, not hating on Jeff because Jeff is Jeff. That's Jersey, nigga. We know what the fuck that is. Yes, sir. In any sport, he gonna do his thing, but it's like. He shouldn't even have been. We shouldn't have been running no fucking fullback sweeps with fucking Kenneth Young and Brad and shit like that. That's Darion Dillard. That goes. That goes back to you said about Hickey, and, and I don't. And I never want to throw Hickey on the bus because uh, right. Hickey was my dude. Even though he's he, he he had his way, Hickey was my dude. He grew on you fast, but Hickey didn't use the players right, man. He didn't. I think man. Hickey had a system that he wanted to run. And he ran with it, you know what I mean, which led us to a doggone eight and three season, you know what I mean, uh, two games from playoffs. But at the same time, man, I think we had so much talent my junior senior year that we should have won state those two years, hands down. Um, definitely, yeah. if anything, I want to talk about anything, any year, any that year with Darion, we should have won state. Yeah, that's that's Darion the like, our junior year for sure. Darion Fisher went for 15 catches, 220 plus yards every game. Nobody could stop that man. You know what I mean? But 
like I said, we had a head coach where that were his system was his system. You know what I mean? And yeah. we got to we, we can't we really can't regret or go back on. We just got to grind from what we had. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, got to oh, play yeah. the cards right. You know what I mean? And I mean that's and that's what we did. That's shit what we did our senior year because to be completely honest with you, when you talk about just the number of talent. It was us included with the niggas that our junior year. It was way more talented our junior year. Yeah, yeah. just our senior year. We was like, all right, but we know Hanky gonna be Hanky. We gotta work hard. Like, I think that's was. the thing that stopped us junior year. Like junior year, I don't think niggas worked as hard as they could have worked. Mm -hmm. I, I don't. I don't. I don't think the structure was there. I don't think none of that shit was there. I think the difference between junior year and senior year for us was really just we was like, nah, fuck that. Yeah. yeah, you had us working hard as fuck. It was me, you, Champ, Lindsay, yes, X. Devontae yes, was even doing that shit. I think, so it was I think like our senior year, not only our chemistry clicked, we our senior, we had we was the voice. So everybody that was young than us, or even us, we had ourselves accountable. And yeah. like you said, junior year, we had so much talent, we would set back like, oh man, we got Darion, we got Kenneth mm -hmm. in the back, we got Jeff and me, our defense nice. Yeah, and we just set back, you know what I mean? But our senior year, we weren't playing this, bro. We had everybody there for summer camp. We had there for two days, bro. We we was grinding, you know what I mean? So yeah. it was only like the product of what we put out when, once the season started. Went on that seven game win streak. It was like we put that work in, you know what I mean? So that's 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 that's, that's, the, that's the only difference I say between junior and senior. I would say junior year had more talent, but senior year, we put in so much work that it was inevitable for us to be successful you know what i mean niggas just niggas niggas be acting like they they forget that damn meltdown hinky had in the playoffs he Man, was up he at halftime hey melts down i still to this day bro i don't understand it like I, when i think about it i don't even know what the nigga was mad about we was winning at halftime against webster groves the Western team he groves, couldn't beat Western groves at the time was number three in the state bro and it's like we had them boys down 21 7 and the meltdown came when they tied the game up 21-21. He completely lost it. Yeah, but he was like, already pissed off at halftime. At halftime, half half he was mad. At halftime, he was mad. But I will say the meltdown didn't come until, like, what was at the end of, end of the third quarter, beginning of the fourth quarter, when they tied it up. When yeah. they tied it up, I see him change the whole playbook around, the whole defensive playbook around. And it was like, bro, what are you doing? What are you Keep doing what we, what we, you know what I mean. Like it was, and it was only mistakes that they were scoring off of. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. that's my thing. When he had that meltdown, like I said, to this day I have respect Hinky utmost. Oh like, yeah, number love Hinky, number love. That meltdown really just showed, like, man, like you really fumbled the bag, man, like you really did. I think, man, because he retired. That was his last season too. Yeah, that was his last season. I think, I think he know, bro. Like, I think, I think he know, like. He fucked that one up. Cause don't get we was niggas on the field, but it's like when we all knew how big that moment was. We was in that month at halftime, like yo, nigga, we good, nigga, we we good. What we gotta do. But when the nigga in charge come in there slamming shit, cussing niggas out, it's like, bro, what you doing, fam? Like, so now niggas on the field scared the fuck up. You know what I'm saying? So like I said, it's nothing but love for Hinky. You know, it's nothing but love for Hinky. It's never the bash Hinky. It's just nah, nah. We love Hinky to the to the utmost, dog. That shit, that shit kind of made that made niggas who they were <laughs> to go yeah. through that and see that shit that's happen. All, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> that's all that shit was. Um, I wanna I wanna get into the to the uh, NFL week three review, bro, because I wanna 
I want to make sure I catch that game later on tonight, man. I got some, I got some money on the wood on that motherfucker. <laughs> most definitely. Most um, but I want to get into um, the whole NFL review. Hold on, let me delete some shit right there. No, nah, fuck it. I don't need to delete it. I want you know, fuck, let's go about the Ravens first, bro. Then we're gonna get into the overall entire NFL. Um with the Ravens, man. I think I seen a crazy fucking stat. Like, I you probably don't know, but I just back started watching football this year. Like the last two, three years, I was like, nah, nigga, fuck that nigga. I ain't them niggas ain't hitting like they used to hit no more. Nigga, I was a Bears fan, so I really mm-hmm. didn't have a reason to watch that shit. You right, you right, you right, you right. You <laughs> hey, right. look, the way they treating Justin Fields, I might disappear again on niggas. <laughs> man, um, man, he was sacked nine times last week. Oh, my I've God. never seen that before, my nigga. Like, I, I've never seen a nigga sacked nine times. One I nigga had five. I think, five. Had, what, I think you had four or five sacks in one game. I've yeah, never I, seen a catch. I did it, yeah. yeah I've did. never seen a team sack somebody nine times. Yeah. That nine, bro. Nine times. Expect this nigga, bro. From from no angles, <laughs> niggas come from everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> Man, that, the safety had to say uh, uh tackle, bro. I was like, oh, hey, God. they made that nigga Justin Fields look slow as hell out there, oh, nigga. Oh, <laughs> but that shit, damn. You know what? That's another reason why I want to come back to the loop, bro. Just I want I want to just come back to McCord and see that motherfucker, cause like. I got, the, I got the. I, don't, I think Michi broke my record in sacks like the very next year. I think I broke it with uh, fourteen. I think he said Michi got like sixteen. But I wanted to come back just to be on the field because when you be posting your clips and shit, I'd be like, damn, bro, there's so many moments I see just in certain parts of the field when we was at that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. I want to come back just for that. I was supposed to be out there this past weekend for the wedding, but that nigga D Stone canceled that motherfucker. There he is. Um. Oh uh, wait a minute. Yeah, he, he was supposed to get married, wasn't? He? Yeah, they um pushed it back. Well, we probably shouldn't talk about the shit on the pod. <laughs> but, all right, all right, all right. Uh, moving on. You know, it's that nigga birthday too. Shout out my nigga D Stone. Happy birthday, oh, yeah, nigga. Yeah, nigga birthday. Um, Happy birthday, my nigga. But they just pushed it back because this whole COVID shit. But your Ravens, man. Um, I seen a stat where it was like this nigga Lamar Jackson leading the league in like total rushes per attempt and total passes per uh, yards per attempt and shit like that. Yeah. You do that for the whole season, he'd be the first person in NFL history. Yeah. Now you heard on past episodes how I feel about Lamar. I don't I don't think of quarterback when I see Lamar. I just think of I know, league. I know, I know. And it's it is no hate behind it. Go ahead, go ahead. So when it comes to Lamar Jackson and y'all depleted with all niggas y'all got hurt this year, you would think yeah. niggas got a Ouija board on y'all niggas or some yeah, shit. Yeah. Do you think he could lead y'all? Now I ain't gonna say Super Bowl, but do you think he can lead y'all to having a decent run in the playoffs this year with his roster. With everything in me, yes, I believe. I believe Lamar Jackson got that it factor. Um, now, does he makes he makes a lot of mistakes? Uh, he's not my my boy Lamar is not that comfortable in the pocket yet. Yeah, and and, and he and he getting there. Um, but a lot of people don't understand. But Justin Tucker just made that sixty six yarder. It man, was check that nigga piss, man. It was hey, look, it was fourth and nineteen. And yeah. Lamar set that up. A lot, wow. of people, a lot of people not give him that. You know what I mean? It's it's Lamar, uh, he right behind Patrick Mahomes when it comes to touchdown passes, red zone touchdown passes, and uh QBR. He right behind Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, you here. I got you. Okay. Yeah, so so I just, you know, um Lamar, I, I feel like Lamar can take us. Like I said, not to the Super Bowl because right now we got 15 to 17 guys on our man. We had two guys go down oh, shit, like, last week in Detroit. 
So um, I believe Lamar can take us to the, at least the first first second round playoffs, man. Especially when people get we got Rashawn Bateman coming back and Miles Boykin coming back from IR. So man, my thing is with Lamar, and I love uh, Roman that's running our offense, Greg Roman. My thing is, man, we gotta get comf- we gotta get Lamar comfortable in that pocket throwing that ball because he's running too much. He's taking too yeah. many hits. Yeah, you know I mean, he's taking way too many hits, and I and I and I love the read option. I love it with everything I got, but we have to switch up the playbook where he in a pocket and he comfortable. I don't care if we got, I don't care if they throw off six plays and it's the same six plays in the uh on the playbook, and he's just dropping back throwing the ball. Let's run it so he can get comfortable. Right now. He coming from Louisville, and that offense running that um, read option to in the league running read option. It's like I'm not putting him into running the NFL scheme, but let's run Mix it up a little bit. Plays so he can get comfortable. And the, anytime the pocket crash, he want to take off. And it's like, yeah, come on now, wait for it and, and get it yeah. off. You know what I mean? So, do you I think? think, I, think he, I think he can take us, man. That's that's my. I think he. I think he can take us first round, second round playoffs. I mean, I, I think I think he can just off. Like I said, he got that it factor. Yeah. He 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 he's so dynamic when he start running that he can't help but start running once he sees some niggas kind of getting pushed into his lap. Yeah, he a, he a playmaker, man. That's 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 the thing. That's um, last Sunday when they was playing and we got that sack and we went fourth and nineteen. <coughs> I had I had no worries. I'm sitting there looking at the game. Me and my pops. I'm like, bro, he's a playmaker. He yeah. gonna get this first down, and what happened? He stood in the pocket, threw a first down. You know what I mean? Got us down, let us down to just Tucker kicking that kick. You know what I mean? So he'll play maker, man, and that's that's why I take a lot of people want to say he's not a quarterback. I don't knock it. I think he is a quarterback, but he's also he's a different. I'm gonna say he's a different quarterback. He's a playmaker, man. He a playmaker that play quarterback. Facts. No, that's real shit. Cause I be feeling like I be disrespecting niggas sometimes, and I be thinking like that because I know what the the black quarterback position. You know what they go through. That whole stigma mm-hmm. around that. Do you think I, don't, I just thought about this for the, for the first time do, as a quarterback? Do you think he's as good as Kaepernick? You remember when Kaepernick took the 49 to the to the Super Bowl? He was doing the run pass option, but he could throw that motherfucker through. Like, do you think Lamar Jackson can throw as good as Kaepernick was able to? Like, do you think that's all he misses just to get to Kaepernick level? Because I mean, Cap took niggas to the bowl, but do you think Lamar is at that level? Or can he get to that level passing? He can get to that level. That's what I'm gonna say. He can get to that level. Right yeah. now, do I think he's on Colin Kaepernick's level when Colin Kaepernick was at his prime? No. Yeah. No. Cause Kaepernick could run that mug and throw that mug like stand up. So swinging that motherfucker. I, I no, but he will get there. I think. Yeah, I think he will too. Like he, I didn't see him make some throws where I'm like, all right, Lamar can do it. It's just it's in his mind to it's do up other shit. Yeah. It's up her. Yeah, it's, 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 exactly hard, it's, it's you, you see games where he throwing it and he comfortable. Then you see games where he don't, he not, he not showing. He 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 drawing his arm back or he want to take off and run. It's like yeah. And I believe at the end of this year, pro, his progress is showing that he'll be better than Kaepernick this year. So that's just me and how I feel. I'm biased. I'm biased because it's my team, but I feel like he's gonna be better than Kaepernick this year. You know, it's Lamar. I think Lamar gonna take us there, man. Nah, and I hope so too. I think it was on Fred away niggas was talking about him too when about the whole him versus Patty Mahomes shit. Like, I'm happy he won that just because niggas will get off his back. Cause yeah. niggas is looking to tear down Lamar any chance they get. You know what I'm saying? He be under the black Tebow with the shit. Yeah. Niggas start to him down. Yeah, we get a lot um, of criticism with him, man. For sure. You know he's you know, cause he a nigga. 
hanging with Kodak Black and shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, let's get into the whole NFL though. What, what's your what's, what's the review on the NFL? Who you looking at besides the, the motherfucking Ravens? Is that division of what the Cleveland Browns is the Cleveland Browns? They, they a threat. The Steelers ain't shit. Who I else believe, over there? I believe Cleveland Cleveland gonna win a division hands down. They shit, yeah, they Cleveland should. gonna win our division. We're gonna come in second. And I, I don't care what nobody say. Cincinnati's coming in third and Steelers coming in last, man. You think since he's gonna Cincinnati gonna win tonight? Cincinnati should beat Jacksonville tonight, man. Niggas um, better, man. Trevor I, Lawrence I'm... is not – he's that guy, but right now it's too early. I don't think – I've always thought that quarterbacks coming out of college shouldn't start, bro, right away in the NFL. Because the yeah. NFL – defensive schemes are ten times different than the college scheme of defense. Like, he came in, he threw his first – his first game was his first interception, his first long – like, I think he – he needed Mitchell. I hated that they put Mitchell on the bench. They should have started Mitchell for the first four or five games and yeah. let Trevor pick up on stuff. You know what I mean? I think it's too early for Trevor. And I think Cincy right now, coming off that win with with, with Pittsburgh, yeah, Cincy is going to win this one for sure. Niggas better, man. I know I'm wearing AZ, so we can bet now. Niggas better win. I got a few dollars on them niggas, man. <laughs> Nigga got bills, B. <laughs> I need, I need nah, I got, uh, I got Cincy winning that, man. Cincy going to win by a large margin. Um, I want to say not two months of large. I'll say two or three touchdowns. Maybe I'm gonna say two touchdowns because uh, Jacksonville not too bad defensively, but offensively they can't move the ball. Ball they did really decent against Arizona last week, so um, that's why I only say two touchdowns. So I got I got I got Cincy by two by two touchdowns. Okay, okay. I, I, I think before I move on, I think the reason why they put Lawrence out there, bro, is because Minshew ain't got he ain't got enough cachet. His name ain't you know what I'm saying like. Minshew, fuck Minshew, put Lawrence in. Like, like if that was my, if that was, what's the nigga named Nick Folks? Yeah. They, they would just had Nick Folks out there. Nick Folks out there, but a nigga named Minshew, nah, man. So go bag them groceries, nigga. You get the fuck it, out definitely, it definitely was a popular move to start Trevor Lawrence over Minshew, but. Yeah. What you thinking about, um, because I don't want to run through all the motherfucking teams, man. Niggas ain't that important. Imagine I would say, I would say the teams, I'm gonna say this, I'm gonna say this. The teams that to worry about, man, I feel like it's gonna go far and make some noise. Of course, Tampa. Tampa is gonna be that team. But mm-hmm. I feel like the only team that could beat Tampa and make a run for their money is Los Angeles, uh Los Angeles Rams, man. Like LA. I feel like I feel like the Rams could really skirt yeah. the boys in the playoff. You know what I mean? It's like the niggas was hidden. Yeah. Yeah, when you put out Gronk, like that's the heart of the team, man, and it's like that's scary. You know what I mean? So, man, I'm all, I'm all with, and over the NFC, man, I I would love to see the Rams versus Bucks in the NFC Championship, but I'm not counting out Seattle, and I'm not counting out Arizona. Um, the NFC West is probably the hardest division of football to me. Yeah, um, that division is just so just smashing out football. Um, so those yeah. teams, those four teams, I feel like is going to be a threat over the AFC. Of course, Kansas City, but I really, like, I really like believe Cleveland going to come out, man, come out that bunch. Cleveland. What? Um, ain't ain't uh, you ain't fucking with Vegas? My too soon. My my thing with with the Raiders, even though they beat us, can Derek Carr sustain this much success throughout the entire season? We haven't yeah. seen it yet. And when he yeah. did in 2000, I think it was 2014, they went like 13 and three. He had a meltdown in the playoffs. So, yeah. It's, 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 uh, I just, I got to see Derek, I got to see Derek Carr do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
right. Uh, I, I gotta see. I gotta see Derek Carr do it later on in the season. So, like I said, NFC. I got. I got Chiefs, Browns, Buffalo, and that's about it. Don't sleep on us, of course. Don't sleep on us. Don't sleep. You can't sleep. You can't sleep on the Ravens just because of Lamar. He, he yeah, I'll run every day. Yeah, you can't. You can't sleep on us, and that's about it for real, man. That's about I mean, it. I, I mean, with Lace, I'm with you with the Derek Carr shit, just because it's Derek Carr. But I don't think he got enough weapons, like enough dogs with him, bro. Like that nigga Waller, fam. He to me, if it ain't a perfect pass, he ain't catching that mother. Yeah, he. He ain't he ain't coming across the middle like this on the nigga. You know what I'm saying? That nigga he he got he got throw him up in, the, in his face mask for him to catch that motherfucker. But I think it's the the most important teams you got. You know what I'm saying? You still got the Buccaneers, the Chiefs. Them niggas should really be zero and three, fam. I think the Chiefs they just got Richard Sherman, so their defense should be better. Hey, but hey, I don't hey, know hey, where he at. That team, that team just got better defensively with Richard Sherman on that team. And a lot of people, a lot of people don't, a lot of people don't want to. Admit that because he's a ten-year vet, but Richard Sherman, his presence, his, his presence alone, bro, is going to do numbers for that defense. You got Devin White, you got Levante David, you got, got a bunch of dogs on that team that just won a Super Bowl. Be the veil on that line. Richard Sherman presence in that locker room and then in that in that in that um in the backfield, bro. Like that's Richard Sherman is going to be so much for that defense that people don't even understand. I think people are hung up. Because he a ten year vet, he been in the league so long. Like yeah. you gotta remember, that's that's the start of Legion of Legion of Boom over there in, in Seattle. Oh, so, yeah. that nigga, he, he different. You know, he, you know, he going through that legal shit right now too. So hopefully, he can get all that shit taken care yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You right, you right, you right. Niggas gotta put that bottle down. They make him start doing shit like that, but I ain't gonna fake it. Yeah, you know, <laughs> um, and that's why the NFL. You know, and that's why when you said you ain't been watching, I'm not mad because our league sucks right now. You you gotta think about like what Deshaun Watson going through right now. The man not even playing because of so many allegations going against that man, and the league ain't stepping up and not doing nothing about it. Versus the NBA, or you were talking about the UFC the other day on your podcast, like those leagues step up and make things happen. Like NFL, yeah. they sit back and they let stuff just fluster and just just build up. You know what I mean? Fam, look, I, I ain't even talking about this nigga Deshaun Watson, but this <laughs> look, man, he should be able to play just because we don't know if this shit is true or not. But like that nigga bad at me, dog. Like every week you'll hear from me, like, hey, this is some bullshit. Like, like, put me in the motherfucking game. One thing is for sure though, that's a freaky nasty nigga. That nigga had way too many massage therapists touching his body, nigga. At a certain point in time, it's like, come on, my G. Why you got 20 massage? You know, look, 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 look. My thing, my thing, my thing, I'm I'm supporting dude because they're black quarterback. I love Deshaun Watts, been a fan of him since he's been to Clemson. And played mm-hmm. Bama twice and beat Bama twice. I mean, beat Bama once in the national championship. But who has twenty <laughs> massage therapists, dog? Like I've never heard of it before. Like usually, once you find that one person that can get your pressure points, <laughs> it's like ah, uh, you 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 there, you there, you my you, right. my, you, you know you, you my people. You know what I mean? So niggas niggas treat massage therapists like barbers, nigga. You don't just let everybody muffle me touch on you like that. This nigga Deshaun Watson was like, fuck that. I got I mean, it. Everybody. That nigga was, that's a, hey, I don't know what happened, but and it shouldn't have been going them, on. All of them women, bro, like, you couldn't find not one 
male massage therapist dog. Man, it was it wasn't one German big bald head nigga named Boris <laughs> that, that, that could have got you right, my nigga. That's my whole thing, Savage. Just like niggas be so afraid to get called. I don't know niggas be scared to get called gay or something, but niggas don't think enough to put themselves in better situations. Like fam, with the shit that's going on. You shouldn't even want no chick right now. Man, you are you a multi-millionaire, and there's so many women and people out here looking for an opportunity to come up. You had to, he had, I don't know who's in his corner or OGs, big homies, mama, somebody in his corner to tell, hey son, that's too many massage therapists. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like two or three is like, oh, uh, but four or five and ten and twenty. Fam. Oh, man, you, you, you Fam. Like, you know, nobody, no, nigga, if, if that was you. And then we just, I'm, I'm at your crib one day for a week straight. And nigga, it's seven different massage therapists. Nigga, on that eighth day, I'm gonna put you to the side like, yo, yo, <laughs> what the fuck is going on in the back room, dog? Like, I'm gonna put you to the side. Hey, like, you said that's up a failure, dog. Man, like, nigga, you throwing away all the bags. The bags is coming in the future. The bags that you finna demand is trade, all types of shit. But he, he, he gonna learn. He gonna learn his he lesson. He gonna learn. He gonna learn. Um, I want to get on to the quick hitters, bro, before we wrap the podcast up, bro. I All appreciate right. you coming on, but I want to go through the quick hit. No, no, real fast, real fast. One question. I, I got to make sure I ask you this. We talked about it earlier. Now, hold on, let me take it. Yeah, shot the screen. We talked about how much of an impact your family had for you. I talked about how, you nigga, you know, I, the shit I remember was from wrestling is your father with you in one of the toughest times of your life. We know, nigga, and the movies growing up, how that the family that's supporting everybody. That was the Willis family. Mm-hmm. That, that, that was y'all. When other people's parents wasn't there, y'all was your parents was there cheering for us as well. You thought we was all brothers and sisters. I appreciate it. Do you do you look at it where do it come off where at any point in time growing up when you know that's how people look at you and your family? Like I don't know if I'm asking the question right, but you know what the fuck I'm saying. You good, you good. Um I wouldn't say it was weird, but it, it definitely made me feel some type of way. Not a bad way. It was just like, like a, I wouldn't say a proud moment, but like, a, man, people really look at us like it, it wasn't It wasn't a bad word. I'm going to say word, but it wasn't a bad word. It was like a word where it's like, I'm proud word. Like people really yeah. look at us, you know, like um, we talked about it earlier in the podcast. Like, man, there's not a lot of people that had a two parent ho- household. You know what I mean? Like. Right. I remember going, it was at McClure, I remember going to the office and I remember somebody sitting next to me and the secretary was reading off my parents' name, both names was Willis and my name was Willis. And that person that I forgot her name, she was sitting next to me and was like, you live with both of your parents and your last name is Willis too? And that's what really, it really, that was my sophomore year, that's what really put me in perspective like, dang, it's really people out here that don't have both parents in their crib, you know what I mean? Then, yeah. then you know, Getting to learn y'all, y'all backgrounds, and then y'all, uh, y'all uh, parents and everything, and it's like, dang man, it just it just put it in perspective that I'm blessed, bro. That's all it was. It put it in yeah. perspective that I was blessed, that I was that I was I was blessed, man. Like you said, my man, my mama would, man, she got a war from combis, man, from being the loudest trill dog. Like she, <laughs> she was turning on any any and everybody. Yeah. It, it didn't have to be her her sons out there. She was turning on you, uh, Kane. Justin, everybody, she was screaming. My pops was there screaming everybody's name, rooting everybody's name on. So um, 
Hey, Hatch, I just, I, I, I count it as a blessing for to have both of my parents in the household and to how much support they showed the team. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they were at every, every game, every wrestling meet, showing yeah. everybody love. They even, and it's not my business, they even helped some of the people on the wrestling team, on the football team, out who didn't have, who, who needed, you know what I mean? And it's, mm -hmm. it's all, it's, it's nothing but a blessing. And it's nothing but, like, respect and i honor them for that you know what i mean and like you said like i said earlier in the podcast they show they give me the blueprint and showing me how to be a great person and and touch other people's lives you know what i mean so yeah now facts bro i said that it said be a big family and still be so welcoming and loving to others but that shit was that energy was unmatched bro and it's rare so it, it was definitely nothing but love for you and your family i'm, I'm blessed and i appreciate you dog for real no problem at all bro let's get to these quick hitters man so i can go ahead and and get you off the pod so you can enjoy your day, man. Um, quick hitters, it's just gonna be some little shit. You 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 know how the shit go. So first up, red pill or blue pill, nigga. I seen you had on your on your story earlier, nigga. You said either be a uh, super saiyan return to earth or, or, or Kryptonian return to earth. What's up, man? What, what, what you choosing, man? See, my thing is, and I, I'm it's gonna be quick. Um, I don't the thing about being a Kryptonian, they born with the powers, they born strong and all that. But mm -hmm. me and who I am, I grind the sands. They grind it for that. You know what I mean? They grind mm -hmm. every day. They train every day. So I want to be a Kryptonian because Superman is my guy. But I got to I got to be a sand, bro. I have to be a sand. Nah, I respect. It. I ain't gonna what's lie. up? What's up with you? What pill are you taking? What? I I think I said Kryptonian just because I knew Superman was fucking Lois Lane. You know. What I'm <laughs> <laughs> he was saving the day and getting some ass, bro. I can't lie to you. <laughs> hey, man, this dude a clown, dog. <laughs> hey, man. Oh, my God. But I, I do understand what you're saying, because like, so I, I love the grind, too, but I take my mind went straight to the ass, bro. I ain't going to lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> Those ain't was bad, so I give you that. You got to rank these three players, man. You know how I go in the barbershop. Okay. Kobe, LeBron, Michael Jordan. You got to rank them. I gotta rank them. Um, mm -hmm. mm, number one, I gotta give it to the GOAT, Jordan. Jordan has done so much for the game, and who he is and his accolades are unmatched. Yeah. The hardest part is these two, man. I feel like Kobe is a spinning image of Jordan. Mm -hmm. So it's really hard to put LeBron above that, but LeBron has done so much for the game and changed the game of basketball on and off the court, so I'm going Jordan, LeBron, Kobe. Now, you can't be mad at it. I respect you. I'm a Kobe guy. I'm a Kobe nigga head to toe, but it just comes a certain point in time where it's like, all right, man, you know what I mean? This nigga yeah. LeBron. I mean, those, those three are the greatest that ever touched the court. Um, four would be Kareem, but those three are the greatest that ever touched the, the, the court, so um, those man, those three are really just head to head. It's it, yeah. it's really on your opinion where you want to rank them for real. Nah, that's fact. That's real shit. That, that's truly facts right there. Um, truck, sports car, or a Jeep? A Jeep, hands down. You know I'm riding with the Jeeps all the, all the way through. Um, natural body or enhancements? Natural dog. I mean, look, man, you got to ask the question nowadays. Is look, man, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They, they silicone the fuck up, huh? Nah, I need, I need, I need the, I need the tiger stripes. I need all that. I need a set. I need all of it. Mm -hmm. like, he's not walking around squeaking now. You know. What so, what's up with you? You, you taking what you taking? I'm natural body. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm natural body all the fuck. Yeah, come on now. I, I'm be honest with you, bro. I don't even think I've 
Unless I just couldn't tell, but I ain't. I don't even think I even fucked with a chick who have uh who had enhancements, bro. Like it, it, I, when I see it, I'm not even attracted no more. Like, and I, I'm not. I'm not against it. But I'm against. It. I ain't gonna lie to you. Yeah, I'm against the shit. But it's like, do what you do with your body type shit. But like that shit don't attract me because that's interesting thing about the mental. It's you a mental I mean? thing, yeah. and females don't understand that it's a mental thing. If you got your body that fake, it means you don't have no. Self-esteem with you, you'll do anything for just to look good. It's a yeah. real thing, and females don't. Especially young, when they doing this shit young, like it's the like, eye. Right, you don't even know what the fuck you going. Your body ain't even done bodying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You eight, um, you eighteen trying to get some cheeks? Like what? Like what are you doing? Fucked up out here, man. Yeah, they coming are. out looking crazy, man. Um, twenties or hundred dollar bills? You rather have some twenties or hundreds? And hundred dollar bills? I'm, no, I'm saying, would you rather have some twenties? Or some hundreds, like you got a stack of money, you want a stack of twins or a stack of hundred. Knowing me in my pockets, I definitely want them twenties, man. Yeah, no, I'm a twenties type of nigga. Twenties like better. You can break it off more faster. You can. Yeah, yeah. Twenties are way better. Hundreds, you gotta. It's hard to. Hey, go to the store and give me something, but you get my a hundred dollar bill. Twenty, yeah. I can break that down. You know what I mean? See, you do that shit. That, like when you give a nigga a twenty. You don't really trip off the change like that. You give a nigga a hundred, it's like nigga, I want the receipt. I want, I want everything. I want it all back. And I just think, I just think, I just think I spend a lot more. I spend money easier when I got twenties, just off the fact where it's like, when it's, it's something about that hundred. You don't really want to break that motherfucker unless you gotta break that motherfucker. Yeah, now you gotta break it. I, I feel you with that. You don't, you don't smoke, so I ain't gonna ask you this next question. Um, this next one, I, I, I'm pretty. I think I know your question, your answer, but game seven. Or Super Bowl. Cause you I'm know that that's a hard one. It is a hard one because Cleveland in 2000 and what 15 game seven against Golden State was crazy, dog. I think that was one of the best sport venues of yeah. all time, dog. That game seven was crazy. Shit, even think about uh Philly and uh Toronto when Kawhi hit that shot. Man, like, man. that shit unmatched. Man. <laughs> so and the last Super Bowls ain't really been there for real. I'm gonna say in the last 10 Super Bowls, maybe like four or five of them been good, man. Um, but I will say every game seven in NBA playoffs or championship is good. I gotta go with game seven. Mmm, that's that's that surprise, man. I ain't gonna fake it. But I, I agree though, just because. It's rare that you get to that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like yeah. when it happened, niggas know, like, all right, bro, this shit is this for real. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, and I'm with the Super Bowl. It's just like that's just the way football is now. It's just about who every quarterback throwing that big gun playing. Yeah. Over. And it's and um, the thing with Super Bowls, like, it's gotta be two juggernauts for somebody to really tune in and watch it. It's gotta yeah. be two juggernauts that's been nurtured through the entire season. Yeah. Somebody like, okay, let's tune in. Basketball, it could be the it could be teams you didn't even know it's gonna make it in this game seven. It's like we tuned in, everybody watching it. You yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. like like who who thought the Bucks would be playing what's the name this year? Son, you know what I mean? And then oh, Giannis man. and then win. You know what I mean? So and then they hey. came back and won that. You know what I mean? Like Bucks and Phoenix, like who thought yeah, that's was true. good? Even though they didn't go seven, it still was good because Giannis, they started off 0-2 and Giannis yeah. like, bro, that was I'm, you really never get a bad finals, bro. You never really get a yeah, bad you can't finals. Because really, once they get there, it's like, all right, these niggas need to be here type shit. So yeah. I'm with you on that. 
I will say this: just being out here in Phoenix, bro. That shit was. I ain't never been a. I ain't never been around nothing like that. Like you know, in the loose niggas got the Cardinals and the Blues and shit. Blue, yeah, the Blues and shit. But it's like when and you know the Rams was there because they won Super Bowl. But we was young when they did we that. Young. That was two thousand one, two thousand two. Fam, out here, my nigga. I went to I went to game one of a Lakers versus Suns in the playoff. Savage, that shit was unmatched, bro. Like, nigga, I had my AD jersey on, and we we losing. Niggas like, yeah, get the fuck out of here. My big, ass, I ain't even, my big ass ain't even turn around. But I just walked out that motherfucker. <laughs> like, like when you were around, it was it was twelve thousand people on that motherfucker. Bro, it was twelve thousand people. Just imagine twelve thousand drunk motherfuckers. Having the time of their life because nigga, this is a real rivalry, and it's the first time the Suns been in the playoffs. Yeah. Like this city was rocking, bro. Like, this shit hey, was- they hey, and they and they they deserve it. They 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 had a run, man. They had a run. Oh hell yeah, for sure. Um, let me go, let's keep it going. Burgers or tacos? Burgers. Yeah, I love me a good burger. I ain't gonna fake it. So you I burgers, so you burgers instead of tacos. Yeah, I, I'm a burger nigga, man. I ain't gonna yeah, lie to you. Burger though, yeah. Um Mondays or Fridays? Younger, my younger days, I want to say maybe five or six years ago, Friday's hands now, but Monday is the, the start of where I'm, my start of my week where I'm from the ground. So I love Mondays more than I love Fridays, real talk. Yeah, no, I'm with you. I, I've, I've always been a Monday. I actually hate Fridays, bro. I ain't going to lie to you. I hate Fridays just because I'm always thinking about Saturday and Sunday to where Friday is the longest day of the week. And Monday yeah. is the quickest, you know what I'm saying? So, I've always been a Monday type nigga. Yeah, Monday is where it's at. Last quick hitter. Hip hop or RB? Boy, them some great quick hitters, boy. They ain't quick. <laughs> ain't nothing quick about them. Hold on, dog. <laughs> man. If I had the gun to my head, I had to make a decision, man. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say hip hop now. Old R&B. It, it depends on what era, but if we're talking about right now, there's no good R&B now. So I'm gonna have hip hop. I listen to a lot of hip hop while I'm training and working out. So it'd be hip hop. If we're talking about old R&B, old, old R&B takes the cake on any any category. But right now, hip hop is better than R&B. Yeah, no, I feel you. I, I, I think, I think. But to me, me, I'm just, I'm gonna say R&B, just because. It's, bro, I'm be honest with you, man. I can't listen to that gangster shit all the time no more. No, I can't either. <laughs> like, like, I ain't living that life, dog. <laughs> like, like yeah. I can't do it. But I think I, I can see you some new shit, or some new niggas that's doing it where it's like, it's you, you'll fuck with it. But if, if, if you talk about R&B specifically, it's the old shit. So I'm, I'm with you on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, old R&B, definitely. I just... I don't really like when I like people ask me what type of music, man. Anything to get, bro. I, I started listening to country music like th- two or three years ago. Where I got artists where I like country. I watched the CMAs the other day. Like, yeah, I'm liking country music, bro. Some rock, you know what I mean? Like, just like you said, I ain't never been in the streets, so it's really hard, yeah, for me to relate to anything. Money bag, Kevin Gates, or little baby. Yeah. They talking about selling drugs, killing. I can't relate to it. So can't relate. Like, huh? Only I'm time, crazy. only time I really listen to that gangster music, bro, is when I'm training, when I'm working out. Yeah. I sit down, chilling, bro. I'm looking. I'm listening to some Japanese lofi uh, music. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some soul, chilling music. Some nice R&B. Some old R&B, of course. 
You gotta um, set the vibes, man. That gangster shit ain't setting no vibe for nobody, man. Yeah, man. Gangster stuff is I just don't I don't I it ain't for me, you know what I mean? Nah, I'm with you. That shit ain't for me at all either. Um we're gonna play this last little quick little game. We're gonna wrap this pod up. Let's fuck Mary Kill. It's cool. It's cool. You know, fuck Mary Kill. You got Neil Long, Regina King, and some more. Fuck Mary Kill, nigga. I, I know you know who all three of these people is, nigga. Neil Long, Regina King, and some more. And who's the last one? Some more. The comedian? Oh, oh, I got you. I got you. I am marrying me alone. Okay, okay, okay. Regina Hall can get all my thrusts. <laughs> and we're killing off the comedian, man. <laughs> that nigga said it's so smooth. Yeah, we're killing her off, man. We're killing her off. Yeah, you got Neil Long and Regina Hall in there. That's yeah. Like it was always between them two. I knew I was killing her. It was between who I was gonna marry, but <laughs> Regina Hall, she just Regina Hall looks so good. I knew that. I knew that. Neil Long, Neil Long, she just don't age, bro. She gotta be my wife. Nah, I feel you on that. Neil Long, so so you got reverse back to you. So let me hear it. Who 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 you with? I'm 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 be honest with you. Talking about these I'm, quick hitters. I'm, these ain't no quick hitters. Yeah. No, <laughs> nah, it's different. It's different right here. I'm marrying. I'm marrying Regina Hall. Okay. I love Regina Hall, man. I ain't gonna lie to you. I'm gonna go ahead and and fuck me along. Yeah, I'm, the, the bitch is dead, man. So tomorrow, guy. <laughs> she out. She out. Ask nigga. I, I love Samoa, but it's just like. I got I gotta get three better names next time. She was an instant death. Yeah, she an instant death. She's not ugly. She just you put she two juggernauts against a little bitty kid, like yeah, man. But she ain't her prime yet compared to them bad. <laughs> um the shit, that's all I got on the docket, man. I ain't gonna fake it to you. I wanna say, um, shit, bro. I'm happy you came on here with me, bro. I was some real shit. No, just for me knowing you since we was fucking little kids, man, to see the person you became. The person who all can always talk to, no matter how long the gap is between the conversations, bro. Anytime we get together, bro, it's something like we back fucking around at school or fucking around at practice or some shit like that, yes, man. Sir. Um, I'm happy that you are who you are, man. I'm happy the shit that you continue to do. I'm happy that you continue to uh, fight for your grind. Yes, like, sir. If it's anybody, bro, if it's anybody, fam, that niggas can be like, no, nah, they deserve that shit, it's you, bro. Just I because I know that. what you put into this shit and what you're looking to get back out of it. I appreciate um, it, man. Is there anything you know what I'm saying you want to say before we, before we wrap this motherfucker up? Man, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna give you thanks, man, for allowing me to be on here. It's an honor and a blessing, bro, that you invited me for real. Um, I also want to say, man, I love and respect your grind, your inspiration, bro, to not only me, man, um, but my. So I play you. I play you when. Like sometimes me and my son will be in the crib and I get a shower and I have you on my podcast on the TV. <laughs> yeah. So the other day we uh we trying to get something in the store and my my son look at the, the the potato chips and I was like nah you can't get the potatoes. He looked and said uh moving on. I was like dying. <laughs> I'm like oh that's on the ground. 
So, man, like, it's, it's definitely, man, who you are and what you're doing, man, is sending waves, man. And I want to, man to man, partner to partner, man, I want to commend you, dog. Keep going, dog. I love it. I love the grind. I love what you're doing. I love the creativity that you're doing, man. And it's only it's only going to go up from here. You know what I mean? If I learned anything in this, this game of grinding, consistency, consistency paves the way, dog. So yeah. just keep going, man. Keep grinding. Keep being creative, man. And like I said, I've I've been the bottom, the number one fan, dog. I've been like from the from the jump. You know what I mean? I remember like That's I said, right. playing Star Wars, and you told me, and I told you, bro, I'm gonna yeah. be there no matter what. You know what I mean? So, um, bro, I'm there for you, man. Keep going. To everybody out there listening, man, go for your dreams. Don't stop. Keep grinding. Uh. Let's not f- focus on the haters, man. The haters gonna be there because that's what they do. Let's focus on all everybody that's supporting you. Every- Let's focus on everybody that's loving you, man. And that's to you, has that's to everybody that's listening. Go for your dreams. Go for what makes you happy. Go for what's gonna change your life, your family's life, and go for whatever that's that's gonna affect others around you and change their lives, man. So, uh, like I said, I'm honored. I'm appreciative of being on the show, dog. And when I say anytime you want me on this mug, man, you let me know, dog. So and the nice. grind don't stop for neither one of us. You know what I mean? And don't I'm glad we get this one. I'm glad we getting this one out the way. So when I'm in the league and we and your and your thing is taking off already, it's like then we meet back on top. You know what I mean? So I'm mm-hmm. loving it. I'm hey, loving that, that's a, that's that's the motherfucking plan, my boy. Real talk. Like I said yeah. the shit gonna happen. Like I said when you see somebody work as hard as you do, bro, shit gonna pay off the right way in the way that you want to. So. I, I appreciate everything you just said to me, bro. Um, you you know you know I, I take it I take it a little bit different because the relationship that we got with each other. Most definitely. Um, and <laughs> your son doing that, bro. That's love, man. We're gonna keep this man, shit. Man, hey, man, he said he said, uh, <laughs> moving on. I was like, <laughs> I said, hey, man. And man, you don't you don't really think kids paying attention, man. Yeah. Like I said, Used to be in the background sometimes when I'm taking a shower or I'm like stretching out when I get to the crib. So when he did that, that was two days ago. We was at the uh we was at uh Snooks and with some chips. I'm like, nah, you can't grab them chips, bro. It's nine o'clock. He's like, uh, moving on. I'm like, Dang. <laughs> hey, so, yeah, man. He know the real. Keep going, Hatch. Keep going, bro. You 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 touching people out there, like you said, I man. You got people, you you got people tapped in from not just United States, from other countries, bro. Yeah. People yeah. can't say that, you know what I mean? I ain't got nobody yeah. tapped in from Germany, you know what I mean? London, you know what yeah. I mean? People tapped in, listening to you, because you saying something that people want to hear. Number one, the mental health, man. Keep pushing that. Keep pushing that. That's that's the that's the number one killer in the black community, man. Keep pushing that and keep grinding, bro. You're you making a difference, and that's that's what it is. Like I said, if, if you only touch one person a day, you're touching somebody. And I that's commend good. and I love what you're doing, big dog. Man, I appreciate that and I respect that, bro. And shout out to all y'all in the mother countries, man. Barbados, Germany, uh, Ukraine, all that shit. It's a long list of y'all. Thank y'all for being friends of this show, man. I know we give it up. Um, but I want to say shout out to everybody, man, supporting the podcast on all platforms, man. Um, thank you for tapping in, joining this conversation right here in particular. Shout out to the first time listeners and the last time listeners. Uh, make sure y'all rate, review, subscribe, like, drop a, uh, drop a comment. You watch us on YouTube at the Until FN YouTube channel. What up? You know what I'm saying? Leave a comment, subscribe, ring that bell. All that shit to YouTube say. Um, <laughs> and it's all love these ways, man. You know how we give it up on this side. Um, never let them sidetrack you with the bullshit. Always keep the main thing the main thing. Stay safe. Stay sharp. Stay sane. And how I try next week, man. We out this motherfucker. Savage, man. My motherfucking boy, man. You're going to be a recurring guest on this motherfucker, man. I holler at you. 
We out this motherfucker, man. Most definitely. Peace. Peace.